Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Sadi Hey, Daf ninety five of Masechta Psachim. Great Daf. What do you want me to tell you? Um, the differences between Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni. Um, that's really like the bulk of the Daf. Honestly, I think the only difference is not the only difference. The main one is like that you're allowed to have chametz around. I think. I guess we'll figure it out. Anyways, oh, and then of course, what do you think it talks about at the end? Yep. Zavs, Zavas, you know, classic. What Daf doesn't talk about that? Alright, Daf Tzadeh all the way at the top. New Mishnah, Mabim Pesach, Harishon, the Sheni. What is the difference between the Korban Pesach, Rishon, and the Pesach, Sheni? Harishon, also Uvayimotse. So, obviously, by Pesach Rishon, which is offered on Pesach, you're not allowed to have chametz around. Whereas by the Pesach Sheni, you can have, you know, you can, you know, right? You, you, you gotta eat the Korban Pesach Sheni with Matzim um, and we, it says you do it like all the laws of the Pesach Rishon. However, in your house, right next to your matzah, you can have your bread. No problem. The Pesach Rishon, you have to say Hallel um, when you eat it, as we learned the other day, and as Janine pointed out on her Sugya sister's blog, that um, by the Pesach Rishon, you say hollow when you eat it, whereas by Pesach Sheni, you do not need to say hollow. I guess if you don't need to, you probably don't say hollow when you eat it. Zev zeton hollow But nonetheless, both the Pesach Rishon and the Pesach Sheni, you would say hollow when you slaughter it. In the Beis Mikdash, as we learned also, a little bit further back, probably almost a month ago. Um, but you roast both of them, you um, eat matzah mara with both of them, and both of them are doche. Shabbos, of course, both of them referring to the Pesach Rishon and the Pesach Sheni, says the Gemara, Tan Rabbanon, Chochukas HaPesach Yaisu also, B'mitzvah Shebegusa, Shebegufa Kosov Medaber. Okay, let's read that again. Tan Rabbanon, Chochukas HaPesach Yaisu also, that you do the Pesach Sheni like all of the statutes, like all of the laws of the Pesach Rishon. B'mitzvah Shebegufa Kosov Medaber. Now the Pesach is talking about things specific to the goof of the, of the Pesach, to the Korban Pesach itself. Let, so we're gonna. What does that mean? Sha'agu for nine. So how do I know that we even include things that are? There's like different levels of meta. So how do we know like immediate levels of meta are also <laughs> included? What does that mean? Let's go right there for a second, and it will make sense. Therefore, it says Let's go right there even a shtickle more, and then we'll explain everything. Is it possible? That even like really meta kind of stuff would be included. Do not break any bones. Just like breaking a bone is specifically something that is related to the body of the Korban Pesach. Also only mitzvahs related to the body of the Korban. Also that it says you will write like all the statutes of Pesach Rishon. You will do it. 
mitzvah shebegufo, akosu medaber, and Isi ben Yehuda says that oso refers to the mitzvah shebegufo. So we're seeing three levels. Maybe we'll read that again in a second, but we're basically seeing three levels of, of mitzvahs related to the Korban Pesach. You have things related to the Korban Pesach itself, such as an example that we gave was etzim liishbru bo, don't break the bones of the Korban Pesach itself. Then you have things which are related, are separate but still related, such as amatzos morom yochlu, eat the Korban Pesach with matzos amar. It's kind of uh, a definition of what the proper way to be eating the Korban Pesach is. So while it's not the Korban Pesach itself, it's matzah, it's maror, but it's all eaten, it's all done together. But then you have things like chametz. Chametz really has nothing to do, it has to do with Pesach. It's sort of more uh, uh, um, um, big picture associated with the Korban Pesach, which is that, you know, when do you eat the Pesach Rishon? On Pesach. Pesach, one of the big definitions, right? One of the big characteristics of Pesach is no, no, no chametz around. However, it's not related specifically to the carbon Pesach itself. It's more tangentially related. So that is not included. So, so, so let's read this again. Start from the beginning. Tanur Rabban and the Rabbis talk. Chochukas Pesach Yaisu. Also, so you do the Pesach Sheni with all of the laws of the Pesach Rishon. And we're specifically talking about things related to the Korban itself. How do we know that we even include things that are like related to the Korban but aren't necessarily specifically the Korban? Therefore it says you'll eat it with Matzah and Mar. Meaning it includes also not just the Korban Pesach but also the things that are eaten with the Korban Pesach, Matzah and Mar. Does it even apply to other mitzvahs that are generally connected to Pesach but not necessarily related to the Pesach itself or things that are eaten with the Pesach such as not having chametz around? So, says don't break any bones of the Korban Pesach Sheni. Just like breaking bones is specific to the Korban itself. It's the breaking the bones of the Korban Pesach itself. So, to the exclusion of mitzvos that are, um, meaning, so therefore it only includes uh, mitzvos shibugufos, excluding mitzvos that like um, chametz. Isi ben Yudah Omer, Isi ben Yudah says he doesn't learn it out from Etzim Leishbrubo, rather um, Yaisu Oso, right, says like all of the laws you will do it, Oso means mitzvah shebegufo, kosmetabr, it's talking about specifically the mitzvahs of the body of the Korban Pesach, not something like eating chametz. Omer Mai, we said earlier, Yachalaf mitzvah shelo agufo. We said, is it possible even mitzvahs that are not uh, like related to the Korban Pesach, such as like chametz? One second, what kind of question is that? The first thing that we said in the Gemara, when the Gemara started, the first thing that we said is, and The Pasuk is saying that specifically the mitzvahs related to the Korban Pesach itself are what are included by the Pesach Sheni. So, that excludes things like eating chametz. You can have chametz around. So why does the Gemara then ask, is it possible that even mitzvahs that are not related to the Korban Pesach, is it possible that they'll be included, you know, that you'll have to avoid, you know, be careful of them on Korban Pesach Sheni? But the first thing you said was already that also specifically referring to mitzvahs related to the Korban Pesach. So what's the Havmina to assume otherwise? So this is what is going on in the Brisa. Well, what was the next thing that the Gemara had said immediately after 
saying that it's only related to things, mitzvah shebegufo, things related to the Pesach itself, then immediately the next thing it says is, oh, by the way, you also eat it with matzah and mar. Matzah and mar aren't the Korban Pesach. So that was confusing, right? On the one end, you're saying only mitzvahs related to the Korban Pesach itself. And then you're saying, oh yeah, but also, by the way, matzah and mar. So now I'm starting to think, I'm a yasu also lav davko. So now I'm realizing, wait a second, when it says yasu also, when we just said it means davko mitzvah shebegufo, all of a sudden it's becoming clear that it's not necessarily only mitzvahs shebegufo because we're even including matzah and mar. So now I'm thinking maybe actually what's going on, it's like a prat and klal. They have a prat, which is a matzah mar. But then later on, if you look at the Pesukim, later on it says, So they do it like all of the laws of Korban Pesach. So we have a specific law, which is Matzimar. Then we have a general law, which is So that's what's called the Prat Uchla, when you have a specific followed by a general. And what that means is, When you have a specific rule, followed by a general rule, a Prat followed by a Kla, what that means is that don't limit it only to the Prat. The reason why the general rule is following the specific rule is to say that don't limit it to the specific rule, rather make it more generally applicable. And therefore, in this case, what that would mean is don't limit the laws of Pesach Sheni to things like Matzah Mar, even include things like getting rid of Chametz. Vafilu Komile, even include everything, Nami Kamash Malon, that is why the Bryce had to say, wait, no, hold your horses. It's only Matzah Mar that's included. And we'll see other things also, but um, something like not eating chametz uh, is is uh, you know is not is not part of that. Okay, very good. So it says So also specifically mitzvah shebegufo. Then we said, uh, but it also includes matzemar. And then we say, but that's basically where it ends. It doesn't include chametz. Isi ben Yehuda, my What does he do with? The Chachamim's Pasuk, right? We had basically two options for how we know to exclude something like Chametz. One was from the fact that it says, uh, One is because it says, Vetsim lo, lo Yishbu Bo, right? By, by Pesach Rishon it says, Vetsim lo Sishbu Bo. By Pesach Sheni it says, Vetsim lo Yishbu Bo. Now, from, so Tanakhama learns out from Vetsim lo Yishbu Bo that mitzvah Shebegufo, such as breaking the bones, to the exclusion of Chametz. Now, Isi ben Yehuda learned it out from Chochu Kasapesach Yasu Oso. Oso is referring to Mitzvah Shibagufo to the exclusion of Chametz. Now, so according to Isi ben Yehuda, so what does he do with the Tanakhama's Pasuk of Etzim L'Yishbrubo? He uses it like we learned the other day on Dafpehe, 10 days ago, that we had a half minute to say that, right, that you have to like eat all of the meat, and therefore maybe even that includes the marrow. Therefore, it says vetsim liyishbu by pesach sheni. It's not needed, etc. So he learns it out to teach that even right, 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 that um, you're not allowed to break uh, even bones that have marrow, even though you want to eat the meat inside. Now, okay, so that's what he learns out from there. Rabbanon hayasu also my avdile. What do the rabbis do with Isi ben Yudah's pasuk of yasu also, from which Isi ben Yudah learns out mitzvah shebegufo. This is very interesting that when it comes to Pesach Sheni, we try to do whatever we can so that you won't have to slaughter the Pesach Sheni for just one fellow. To the extent, Rashi's opinion is, that we'll even be metame somebody so that 
you can have two people. So if you have just one fellow who needs to bring the carbon Pesach, Sheni, right? He's Tame, he needs to bring the Pesach Sheni. So take a dead Sheretz, like we learned about the other day, throw it at your friend. Now he's also Tame. And then you'll bring the Pesach Sheni together. Now, of course, that's assuming that ain't shochtim v'zarkanat me'sharetz, whatever it is. That is what the rabbis learn out from um, Yasu Oso to say that do whatever you can so that by Pesach Sheni you're, you're, you have at least a, a, a pair. Tanur Rabbanah, the rabbis taught, Kuchukas Pesach Yasu Oso, that you do the Pesach Sheni like all the laws of the Pesach Rishon, Yachuk, Shem Sharishon, Osir, Vibayirah, is it possible that just like by the Pesach Rishon, you're not allowed to have any Chomets around? Maybe also by the Pesach Sheni, you're not allowed to have any Chomets around? Therefore it says, Okay, now we're going to... This Brisa is a little bit circuitous, I think is a word. But, so it's going to... We're going to make more sense of it in like a few more lines, but we're trying to figure out how come we know to exclude matzah, um, um, uh, chametz. So, a positive commandment. How do I know that even negative commandments, prohibitions apply to the Pesach Sheni? Therefore, it also says in the context, in the context of Pesach Sheni that you shouldn't leave over any of the Pesach Sheni till the morning, so that's a mitzvah slosase. Then the mitzvah slosase shenitaklaase. But that was an example of a lotase that is then um, connected to an ase. Because of course, what do you do if you do leave it over to the Pesach to, to the morning? You burn it, right? So that's a right. Lav shenitaklaase, as we've learned about recently, it's a mitzvah slosase that's immediately connected to a positive commandment, a mitzvah slosase that you could do to remedy the lotase. Mitzvahs losai segomer minayin. How do I know about? How do I know that even prohibitions that don't have a positive commandment following them? How do I know that they also apply to the korban pesach sheni? Tamlo veetzim liyishbrubo. Well, that's why the pasuk says veetzim liyishbrubo. Do not break the bones. So that's just a regular old love. Now, what is going on over here? Basically, this is what's going on over here. As we mentioned a minute ago, <clears throat> there's a concept of a prat uchlau, which means that if you have a specific law. Followed by a general law. So the general law basically comes to generalize the law. So basically, we had the Havmina to say, well, it says, um, that you eat the Korban Pesach, uh, with the Pesach Sheni with Matzah and Mar. But then it says, followed by a general rule of all the laws of Pesach apply to Pesach Sheni. So I may have thought to say that, yeah, Mamish, all the laws, even including like Chomets, you know, not having Chomets around, etc. So that would be by a general Prat Uchla. When you have a specific law followed by a general law, it means that the general law is coming to build upon the specific law and, and generalize it and say it's not limited to the specific. Rather, it applies to all cases. What's peculiar about Pesach Sheni is that there isn't just one Prat followed by a Klal. There are three Prats followed by a Klal. One prat being Amatsus Murum Yochlu, which we said was the positive commandment. We have another prat, which is Los don't leave any of it until the morning, which if you do, then you have to burn it. So that's a Lavanita Klase. And we have a third prat, which is Vetzim don't break any bones, which is a regular lav. So we have three specifics. 
So in this case, we don't apply a regular prat uchlal. Rather, it becomes this interesting construct where each of the specifics that were listed is coming to include something that is similar and exclude something that is also similar. Right? So we're going to now, for each one, we're going to, so for the, right, for, so for the Amatsus Merom Yochlu, we're going to find another mitzvah asay, right? Amatsus Merom Yochlu is mitzvah asay. So we're going to find another mitzvah asay that is relevant in the Pesach Sheni. And we're going to find the mitzvah asay that is limp, that is excluded from Pesach Sheni. By the Lav Shenita Klaase, by, um, Losashir Menad Boker, we're going to find another Lav Anita Klaase that does apply to Pesach Sheni, and another one that is excluded. And when it comes to regular lav, we're going to find a lav that is included by Pesach Sheni, and also a lav that is excluded from Pesach Sheni. That's sort of the construct that we have here. So again, if it was just a regular prat uchlal, so then the klal would be adding onto the prat and making it more general to all cases. But because this is basically three prats followed by a klal, then it becomes, well, let's look at each of the three prats and include something similar and exclude something similar. So here we go. So now, so where do we get up to? My problem before is, where am I? I don't know where I am. My problem before is, Mitzvah's essay. Okay, so now, I think that this is what we're up to, where I don't even know like how to explain how to find it, but where it says, I think just, this is what we got up to. So if you're following along, this is where we are. My problem before is, Mitzvah's essay, Velota essay, Shinita classe, Velota essay, Gomer. So just like, when we look at the prats, we find three of them, right? We have three prats and then a klal. Now those three are mitzvahs asay, which is amatzos mor miochlu, v'lav shenita klasay, which is losashim menu ad boker, and v'lota asay gamor, which is etzim leishbrubo. Avkom mitzvahs asay, v'lota asay shenita klasay, v'lota asay gamor. Fine. So we're also going to um, deal with all mitzvahs, all uh, uh, halachas of Pesach Sheni that are mitzvah sasei, lotase shnita klasei, and lotase gomer. And as I mentioned a minute ago, we're going to include one thing that is similar and exclude something that is similar. So what is the halacha that we are going to include by the mitzvah sasei of amatzus merom yochlu? So in addition to eating the korban Pesach Sheni with matzah and you will also sliesh, marbit sliesh, so you will also have to roast the Pesach Sheni. That's what we include. That's the mitzvah asay that we include. Now what's the prat that we exclude? That's a mitzvah asay. Hashbos hasor. Saying that the uh, tashbisu that you, that you should, um, get rid of leaven. So that's the mitzvah asay, the commandment to get rid of leaven. Ipochano. Why don't I flip it around and say that we include getting rid of leaven and exclude roasting it? Mitzvah de Gufi Adif, we'd prefer to include the mitzvah specifically related to the Korban Pesach itself, i.e. roasting it, as opposed to chametz, which is more tangential. Bichlalid leyashiru mimenu ad boker maiko maibele. What are we included from, what are we including uh, in the lavanita klaase, when it says don't leave over any of the meat till the morning, and if you do, you have to burn it. So what is something that's also a lavanita klaase that we include? Losotzi mimenu. Assuming that basically, if you take some of the Pesach Sheni out of the house that you're eating it in, and then you bring it back into the house, you'll still be able to eat it. So that is included by Pesach Sheni. Bifrate, assuming that that's the halacha, I think it's a machlokas. Bifrate, my what are we excluding 
which lavanita klase are we excluding? Lo yirai v'lo that it, when it says don't, uh, you know, that it shouldn't be seen or shouldn't be found, chametz, so that's a lav, but if you find it, you got to get rid of it. So it's also, we want to argue it's a lavanita klase. Okay, so so far both of the exclusions have been chametz related. Let's see what the third one is. Ipuchano, one second. So we say, why don't we flip it around and say that we include getting rid of chametz and we exclude if you took it out of the house. Mitzvah, mitzvah de gufei adif. So again, better to include the mitzvah related to the korban itself, i.e. taking the meat out and bringing it back in, as opposed to um, chametz, which is tangential. When we say don't break any bones, what is a, a lota say that we are including in the korban Pesach? By the Pesach Sheni, do not eat the Pesach Sheni if it's slightly cooked. What are we excluding? We're excluding Do not slaughter the Pesach while you still have chametz around. I.e., when you slaughter the carbon Pesach Sheni, you are allowed to have chametz at home. Why don't I flip it around and say that you're not allowed to have chametz, but you are allowed to cook it slightly, you know, still, only slightly cooked, but still not fully cooked. Mitzvah de Gufei Adif, we'd prefer to go after the mitzvah related to the korban itself, i.e. how well done you have to cook it, as opposed to not having chametz around when you slaughter it. So, basically all three of these came to teach that all uh, mitzvahs related to chametz are waived when it comes to the Pesach Sheni. Interesting stuff, right? Of course. Alright, let's go back to friends. So we said that one of the differences between Pesach Rishon and Sheni is that the Pesach Rishon, you say halal when you eat it, right? What was it? Hilula Paka Igra, is that what it was? Halela Paka Igra. I think so, something like that, right? So, um, oh, there was another thing also, something Halela Paka Igra. Achila Halela Paka Igra, was that what it was? Anyways, so Mananimili, how do we know that you Say halal by the Pesach Sheni, but not by the Pesach... No, the opposite. You say halal by the Pesach... When you eat the Pesach Rishon, but not when you eat the Pesach Sheni. Amr B'yochon M'shem B'shem Ben Yotzadok Amr Kral, the Pesach says in Yeshaya. I think. Yeah, of course. Hashir Yehelachem, that when uh, the redemption comes, the song will be for you. Kilel is Kaddish Chag, like the song on the night of the festival. Lala M'kudosh L'chag Ta'on Halal, Lala Shem M'kudosh L'chag in Ta'on Halal, a night that is specifically a festival night, you say halal, but not if it's not a festival night, i.e., when you eat the carbon Pesach, Rishon, so it's Mamish halal, it's Mamish uh, Pesach, it's a festival, it's Yom Tif, you're going to say halal. When you eat the Pesach Sheni, it's Pasha, the regular day, so, so, you're not going to say halal. Zev Zetun and Halal but both the Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni require halal when you slaughter it, my timer. How come? So Ibai Sema Lalakamemait Yom Lokamemait. Well, one answer is that that Pasuk, which was saying, right, Kilel is Kadeshchag, is specifically talking about Kilel is Kadeshchag at night. It's talking about, you know, saying halal, and therefore it excludes if it's not a chag. But it only excludes nights, it doesn't exclude afternoons when you're going to slaughter it. Ibai Sema Fiona will say, Efshu Yusel Shochten is Pischein, Venodlin is Lulvein, Venomim Halal. Isn't that, a, isn't that a great line? How is it even fathomable that you can have the Yidin slaughtering a carbon Pesach or if it's Sukkot, they would take their Lulav and they're not going to say Halal 
It's such a gishmak a mitzvah. You're not going to say halal. <laughs> Very nice. And you talk it, eat the, the Pesach Sheni roasted. Um, but it also said that uh, both the Pesach Rishon and the Pesach Sheni are doche Shabbos. Shabbos into Malo. So it's saying that the Pesach Sheni is doche Shabbos, sure, but it's not doche Tumah. If you're Tomei, when it comes time to do Pesach Sheni, sorry, bro. Try again next year. So our Mishnah therefore must be unlike Rabbi Yehuda. The Tanya is we learn in the Brayse Doche Es Hashabbos Vin Doche Es Atuma Rabbi Yehuda Omer Af Doche Es Atuma. Boom. That the Tanya Kama says that Pesach Sheni is Doche Shabbos, but it is not Doche Tuma, and therefore if you're Tameh, you cannot bring the Pesach Sheni. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda says that Pesach Sheni is Doche Tuma, and therefore if you are Tameh, you can bring the Pesach Sheni. My time at the Tanya Kama. How come the Tanya Kama says that somebody who's Tameh cannot bring the Pesach Sheni? Well. They say that would make no sense. The reason why he's bringing the Pesach Sheni in the first place is because he was Tameh by the Pesach Rishon, so he couldn't bring the Pesach Rishon. So we say, okay, come back when you're Tower and bring the Pesach Sheni. If he's Tameh by the Pesach Sheni, obviously he can't offer it. That's the whole point, is that Tameh people can't offer Korban Pesach. Which is how he got here in the first place. Whereas according to Abuda, says, look, yeah, we'd prefer that you do a Petara. If you can't do the Pesach Sheni Petara, so do a Petuma. Okay. Tanu Rabban, Pesach Rishon Doches HaShabbos, Pesach Sheni Doches HaShabbos. We have a Bryce that says that just like the Pesach Rishon is Doches HaShabbos, Pesach Sheni is also Doches HaShabbos. Pesach Rishon Doches HaTumah, Pesach Sheni Doches HaTumah. That just like Pesach Rishon is Doches HaTumah, i.e. if the majority of Am Yisrael is Tomei, so then they bring the Korban Pesach Betumah. Um, whereas, and we're saying that by Pesach Sheni as well, if you if you are Tomei, obviously we're not talking about majority of Amisol, because the majority of Amisol doesn't bring the Pesach Sheni, but if you are Tomei, so you could bring the Korban Pesach Betumah. Now this is interesting, this is a new concept. Pesach Rishon Ta'un Lina, Pesach Sheni ain't Ta'un Lina. No, what? Pesach Rishon Ta'un Lina, Pesach Sheni Ta'un Lina. That just like the Pesach Rishon requires Lina, the Pesach Sheni also requires Lina. What this means, it's not talking about Lina that we've been always talking about in the context of Korbanis that, that were not put on the Mizbeach. No, rather what this is talking about is that you have to stay, oh, you have to sleep in Yerushalayim on the first night of Yom Tiv. The first night of Yom Tiv, you have to, you have to sleep in Yerushalayim. Now, interestingly, Rashi points out that even the rest of Yom Tif, for the rest of the seven days, you're still not allowed to go too far. You can't go home. You still have to be in Jerusalem. But you, you don't have to be within the walls of Jerusalem. The first night of Pesach, you mamish have to sleep within the walls of Jerusalem. Outside of, after the first night, you can, you know, if you're, if you're getting some space, you know, outside the walls of Jerusalem, that's fine as long as it's within the Trum. But anyways, so we're saying that the Pesach Rishon, you need to stay in Jerusalem. You have to sleep within the walls of Jerusalem that night. And the Pesach Sheni, you also have to stay within the walls of Jerusalem that night. Omar Mai, we said earlier, Doches that Pesach Sheni is Doches Kiman Okay, so that's clearly like, that's clearly like Rabbi Yehuda who says that Pesach Sheni is Doches Rabbi Yehuda, Ta'un Lina, but one second. That Brisa also says that by Pesach, just like by Pesach Rishon, you have to sleep in Jerusalem. Pesach Sheni also you have to sleep in Jerusalem. But Tanya Rabbi Yudah Omer, but Rabbi Yudah says in a brayso, Minayin the Pesach Sheni she'ain tan lina, 
How do I know that Pesach Sheni does not require Lina? I don't have to sleep within the walls of Jerusalem that night. Shinemar is a puzzle says, that by Lina it says that then the next morning you will go to your tent, which may be outside of the walls of Jerusalem. But that night, until the morning, you got to be in the walls of Jerusalem. And also it says that for six days you'll eat matzahs. So only when you have to eat matzah for six days do you have to have lina on the first night. Do you have to sleep in Jerusalem the first night. And therefore Pesach Sheni is not a full-fledged Pesach. You don't have to like only eat matzah. You don't have to eat matzah for the next six days. So therefore also doesn't apply either that you have to dafka sleep in Jerusalem that first night. So we see on the one hand a brisa which seems to be like Rabbi Yehuda, because it says that Pesach Sheni is Dochetuma, yet it says that Lina does apply. But we have another Brisa, which Rabbi Yehuda clearly says that Lina does not apply. So, Interesting. It's two teachers who were giving conflicting accounts of what Rabbi Yehuda's opinion was. Interesting. Alright, new Mishnah Pesach Shabbat Betuma. So, uh, a Korban Pesach Rishon that is brought to the majority of Amisel is Tomei. So, they bring the Korban Pesach Rishon Vituma. As we've seen before, that Azav or Azava would not partake. Nidos Vyoldos. Anida or, or, or Yoledes. I think that Yoledes is talking about throughout the entire period of her, whether it's 40 or 80 days. But if they did eat it, they will be potter from Karis. Rabbi Eliezer potter Rabbi Eliezer extends that even from going into the Azar. Right? In general, somebody who's Tameh is not allowed to go into the Azar. And if they do the Chai of Karis. So whereas the Tanakhama says that you won't be Chai for eating, you know, if you're a Zav or a Zava, you won't be Chai for eating the Korn Pesach, which is Kodshim as a Tameh person, but you will be Chai if as a Zav or a Zava you go into the Azar. For going into the Azara Tame. Rabbi Dezer says, even that's waived. Says the Gemara, Tanur Abban and the Rabbis taught, Zavan Vizavos Nidos Vyodos, Shaachlu Pesach Shabab Tumah, that they ate the Korban Pesach. That was uh, Amisha was Tame. Yachu Yuchayavan, is it possible that they'll be Chayav for eating Kodshim in a state of Tumah? Tamalomer Kotar Yochabasar. The Pasuk says, and only people who are Tahor could eat meat, and it immediately says, following that, Vanefesh Shetochabasar, Somebody who eats meat of a shlamim and his tame, i.e., somebody who eats kachim who's tame, v'nechusa, poshit get karis. Only at a time when eating kachim is limited to Torah people. Where am I? Where the heck am I? Yet, in a situation where Kachim is not limited to only Tahor people, even Tami people could be eating Kachim. For example, when the Pesach is Babatuma, so you have Tami people eating Kachim, eating the Korban Pesach. Right? Pesach Ababatuma and Echobatuma. So, going back to the, 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 the principle, the principle is that only when um, eating Kachim is limited to Tahor people would Tummy people be chayiv karis for eating kachim. However, 
if you already have tummy people eating kachim, because it's called Pesach Abba so then Zavin and Zavos would, would not be chayav for um, eating kachim betuma. Rabbi Yezer Omer says, Rabbi Yezer Yochel, Dachaku Zavin, Vinichnesu Lazara, Repesach Abba Betuma, Yochel Yuchayavin. Rabbi Yezer says, What if Zavin or Mitzrayin um, went into the Azara, Repesach Abba Betuma? Right? So it's a Pesach Abba Betuma. The majority of Amisel is Tmei Mace. Now you have Tmei Mace people going into the Azara. Generally, Tmei Mace people are not allowed into the Machneshchina. And yet, in this case, they're going into the Azara. To slaughter the carbon Pesach, but they're allowed to, because the Pesach Babatuma, but Zavs, Mitzoras, they're not allowed to, right? They don't pray, they're not part of the carbon Pesach, they don't go into the Zara. What if they did? Would they be chayev for going into the base of Mikdash as a tummy person? Tamilomar says, Rabbi Yezer, that you have to send out of the camp Saras people, Zav people, Tamil Nefesh people, at a time when people who are Tamei Meis, who are Tamei Meis, get thrown out of the camp, so then also Zavs and Mitzoras are thrown out of the camp. However, if the Tamei Meis people are not thrown out of the camp, i.e. Pesach and Abba Meis are going into the Azara to offer the Korban Pesach, well then, also Mitzoras and Zavs, if they went into the camp, they would be Pater as well. Rav Yosef wants to know, okay, so when it's a Pesach of so you have the row of Amisel's Tame, and they're bringing the carbon Pesach, Bituma, and they're even allowed into the Azara. What if they take it one step further? They went into the Heichal. The Azara is like outside of the Heichal. It's where the, the Mizbech HaChitzon is. It's where they would slaughter the carbon Pesach. They went into the Heichal where the Sholchan is. Mizbech HaKtores. What else is Darin? Mizbech Haktoris, the Shulchan, the Menorah. These are places that even Kohanim can only go in if they have a specific pur- purpose. Certainly, somebody who's Tmei Meis, who's allowed into the Azar to do the Korban Pesach, would not be allowed to go further into the Heichel. So by Rav Yosef, So what happens? Are they Chayv Karis? Do we say, well, clearly they're not Chayav Karis for going into the Azara with Tumas Ames, because it's a Pesach Baba so maybe also they wouldn't be Chayav Karis if they went into the Hecha where they're not allowed to. Oh, Duma, my de Ishtri Ishtri. Wait, what? I don't know what I just said, but me de Ishtri Tumas Azara, Ishtri Nami Tumas so maybe just like the Tumas Hazara is waived. Also, Tumas Hechal is waived, and they wouldn't be Chayv Karis. Or maybe that which was permitted was permitted, that which wasn't permitted wasn't permitted. So therefore, while they will not be Chayv Karis for going into the Azara, because they're allowed to in order to do the Korban Pesach, but that was the only thing that was allowed. Going into the Hechal is as restricted as ever, and they would be Chayv Karis if they went into the Hechal. Omar Rava, Omar Kra, says Rava, the Pesach says, Vishachu menamachne, it says, that they will be sent out from the camp. And that can even be a partial camp. I.e., it is possible to have a situation where the Heichal remains off limits while the Azara is permitted for them to do their Korban Pesach. Those who say, there are those who say that Rava's opinion is actually the opposite. 
Amr Kod, the Pesach says, Vishachum in a machne, El Mechutz a machne, Tishachum. It says two Pesachim. One Pesach says, that you got to send them out of the camp. And then the very next Pesach says, Amechutz a machne, Tishachum. That you have to send them out of the machne. Kolichet Karinan Bey, Amechutz a machne, Tishachum, Karinan Bey, Vishachum in a machne. Only when it's, only when they're not allowed into the Azara, would they also be thrown out of the Heicho, right? I.e., um, that when one applies, the other applies. When one applies, doesn't apply, the other doesn't apply. So therefore, since the Tamei Mesim are allowed into the Azara, therefore they wouldn't be Chayev Karis if they went into the Heicho as well. So two basically opposite opinions of Rava. The first one says that even though they're allowed into the Azara, they're not allowed into the Heicho. Well, they're never allowed into the Heicho, but they wouldn't be Chayev uh, they would still be chayv cars for going into the Eichel. The other opinion is that no, since they're not chayv cars for going into the Azar, they're also not chayv cars for going into the Eichel. That was Daf Tzadihei. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed it. I'm confident that everybody enjoyed it. What did Daf Tzadihei talk about? So the differences between Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni. That was really the bulk. Uh, that was really three quarters of the Daf. Um, some notable differences are that by Pesach Sheni, you're allowed to have chametz around. Um, you don't say Halal. By the Pesach Sheni, according to a Yehuda, um, it would be Doche which, by the way, is a machlokas between Tanakam and Rabbi The Tanakam says that Pesach Sheni is not Doche Tuma. says that Pesach Sheni is Doche um, Okay, Zavs and Zavas when it comes to Pesach Sheni, or even Pesach Rishon, really. No, Zavs and Zavas when it comes to Pesach Rishon. So the Tanakama says that they would. So, so Zav and Zavas do not eat the Pesach Rishon when it's Babetuma. But according to Tanakam, if they ate it, they would be potter from eating Kachim Betuma, which would be Karis. So they're potter from that. However, if they go into the base of Mikdash, where they're not allowed to go, they'd be Chayv Karis. According to Abdiyazah, not only are they potter for eating the Korban Pesach, they're also potter from going into the base of Mikdash. We then add a question. When you have Tamei Mesim, who are allowed to go into the Beis Hamikdash into the Azara in order to offer the carbon Pesach when it's Babetuma, what if they for, what, what if they went further into the Heichel? So we had two opinions of Rava. One opinion was that they would be Chayiv Karis. The other opinion was that they would not be Chayiv Karis. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Peace out.